um, and one of the school, the school that uh, Karen and Glynis and I will be visiting in a, in a month or so's time, um, their well has run dry. So every day when they want to get water for 200 children, they've got to push a wheelbarrow three kilometres to bring the water in to that. Now, they had a lovely well, but it's unfortunately the water level's gone down as it has in much of the world. Water's really precious. Yeah, clean air is really precious. But actually, the most important thing is Jesus, uh, a precious living stone. And it said in, the, in David's psalm, which is also Psalm 18, he's a, he's a lot, the Lord is my rock. So he's a rock and he's a precious living stone. Let's see a little bit more about that. What's the next one say? Jesus, the cornerstone. Does anyone know what a cornerstone does? If you, if you can't read that inscription, it says, Jesus Christ is himself the cornerstone, Ephesians 2.20. What is a cornerstone? Where, where will we find the cornerstone of this building? In the corner, yes. So wherever you put the cornerstone, that determines where the building is going to be, doesn't it? So if you're an architect... Or, or a surveyor, you need to make sure that you get the cornerstone in the right place. Because if you start building the house in the wrong place, uh, the council will say, you built it in the wrong place, you'd have to pull it down. Sometimes people do that, they build something, and they're not allowed to build it, they have to pull it down again. So it's really important, isn't it, that we, put, we start building our building in the right place, put the cornerstone in place, and the cornerstone is... Jesus. So you can see what we're saying about when we build our lives, where do we put our building stone? The cornerstone. We must make sure the cornerstone is Jesus. Otherwise we might be doing all sorts of wonderful things, but we're building in the wrong place. Okay? Fabulous temple, but without Jesus as the cornerstone, it's no good, because he is the living and the precious cornerstone. Now, there is, an, uh, just hold on to that one, Steve, for a minute. Um, this one, um, Jesus is the capstone. Now, I, I want the children now to come and do a little project with me. Okay? Who, who'd like to come around the back of the table here? <clears throat> I have a project to build with bricks. Okay? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that would have been helpful. Where, where did that go? <laughs> um... Right, now, you, this is, you have to be a team. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, do, you want to, do you want to start it on your own, Bevan, and see if you can build this arch across here? Here, I'll, I'll help you. There we go. Right, see, see if Bevan can build this arch. So far, so good. Oh, that's a bit tricky now. You're going to have to try and hold that in place. Can you do it? Oh, he, that, that is really clever, that. I didn't think of doing it that way. That really clever. But I... Whoop. It, he's, oh! Oh, well done! Well done, Bevan. But, it, but it's a little bit kind of rickety, isn't it? Um, but because actually there's something missing. Oh, and I'm naughty. I forgot to give you this bit. And this bit is called either the capstone or the keystone. Now, do you think um, you're going to come and help, um, um, Adrian? So if you, um, if you hold up 
this side, Adrian's. If, so if you hold that one up, Bevan. Okay. Um, now, what about, uh, would Maisie like, or Morgan like to come and put this one in? You hold this one up. Can you hold this one up, Adrian's? You hold on to it. That's very, very good. Right, do you want to come in? Can you come and put in the missing stone? Can you see where it goes? Can you see where it goes? That's it. With a bit of help. Right. Now, if we let go of it now, now we need to make sure that they're all exactly in the right place. Oops. Now, actually, what they would do normally when they build an arch is they build a wooden structure to sit it on while they're putting it together. Now, I still need a bit of help. So, um, now, now, with permission, um, Adrian's mum, mummy, can I can I borrow Adrian's for a minute? Yeah, are, are you prepared to have a go at this with me? Do you think it's strong enough to stand on? Mm. Oh, it's very tense, isn't it? Right. Okay. Right. Now, they're all are they all in the right place? I think they are. Yeah. Right. Now, if you come round behind here, Adrian's. <clears throat> now, no, there's no glue in there or cement. You put your feet straight down there, but not on the middle one. Oh, oh, oh. Right, tread on it. Look at that. Yeah. Fantastic. Wow, brilliant. So there we go. This, this arch will only stay up if it's got the keystone or the capstone. So if you want to have a look at this next picture, if you look at any arch, you will find at the top a capstone or a keystone. That's what holds it together. And it says in the scripture that Jesus is the capstone. Whoa! You take him out, you try to build it any other way, then you will not succeed. So uh, it says in the Psalms as well, um, uh, even if you try to build a house, unless the Lord builds a house, you build in vain. So you need to make sure that Jesus is the cornerstone, he's the most precious stone, and the capstone. Now... Um, Jesus now goes on to talk about you and me. Okay, let's have a look. Ah, Jesus is to some people a stumbling block. So, a stumbling block, if you're walking along the beach, that's Karen's footprints there, uh, if you walk along the beach, sometimes there are big rocks, and if you're not careful, you trip over them. And Peter says that for some people, Jesus is like that. In their life, they come across Jesus and they say, no, I'm not interested in him. He's just a waste of time. I'll go a different way. Okay, so for some people, if you say, believe in Jesus, and they say, no, I won't. I can't believe in Jesus. He's a stumbling block to some people. Okay, but to people who believe, he is. A stepping stone. Now, actually, I didn't, this isn't specifically from Scripture, but a stumbling block can be something that you trip over, or it could be a stepping stone, so that you tread on that stone and you can get across the stream. Uh, so, Jesus, for some people, he's a stumbling block. For some people, he's a stepping stone to life. And if we build our life upon Jesus, he is a firm foundation, he is a rock. And that's what we're called to do. But what about us? What does it say in the scripture that we are? Do you want to show the next picture, Steve? Read, read the Bibles. So come on, get your Bibles open. 1 Peter chapter 2. 
So this passage so far has been about Jesus, but now it moves on to talking about somebody else. Look at uh, verse 5. 1 Peter 2, verse 5. You found it? You are... You are living stones. Isn't that good? Uh, Jesus is the living stone, but it says you also like living stones, that's each one of us, we're a living stone, are being built into a a spiritual house. So God is, you can build a house out of bricks, but actually God is building a house out of stones like you and me. It is called the church. The church is made of living stones, you and me, and it's been built up into this wonderful spiritual house that God wants it to be. Now, uh, have a look at that, uh, those stones on there. Does anyone know where those stones are, or who built them? Is it the, the Incas built them. They're in Peru. Yeah, in South America, uh, the Incas, who are amazing people who lived 500 years ago, then kind of disappeared, they built incredible houses. What do you notice about those stones? They're all different sizes. They're all different shapes. They, there's no cement. You're absolutely right, Bevan. They fit together so perfectly that the Incas uh, built these incredible buildings and they all fit together. How did they do that? Right, yep. Yep, ideally we should fit like that, shouldn't we? Um, well, each of those stones was hand-chipped with hand tools and lifted up how, I don't know how they lifted up a stone that big, they lifted them up and they cut them all to fit together perfectly. Like a jigsaw. Yeah, a jigsaw fits together. And that wall fits together so well it didn't need any cement. And and that part of the world, you get big earthquakes because of the tectonic plates. Uh, And you'd have thought that a building up there on top of of the Andes would fall down, but it hasn't because all the stones fit together so perfectly. Isn't that great? And that, of course, is what the church is like. Not. No, no church is like that, is it? Because, uh, although all the people are different, we're all living stones, uh, we don't fit together absolutely perfectly. Um, you may remember um, that when... Um, when Paul Pace left, remember I did a farewell speech to him, and, and I said something to do with, uh, Paul, there's nobody else your shape. <laughs> and Paul, of course, uh, uh, because he is quite small, he always thought people were making jokes about himself, but we, we weren't. But what we're saying is everybody is different. And when one people le- moves on from the church, the people that come aren't the same shape, are they? And you can't actually replace one particular person with another one the same. It leaves a different shaped hole. And if you think about the church more, rather like that, if you think about it as living stones that are all together and moving as it is built up, then that is a better picture of the church as it actually is. But of course, we are all built according to the living stone. 
And if we all become more like Jesus, then actually we will fit together better. We have to be moulded and we have to be shaped. Now, do you know, um, on, some years ago I went on a retreat uh, up in Northumberland and at the end of the retreat they said, I'd like you to go out into the hills and find something that reminds you of what you've learnt over this retreat. And uh, so I did. I went out and I found this. There should be another one, another picture. Last picture, Steve. Now, it doesn't look very impressive. It's actually a very soft sandstone up from the Pennines in, in, uh, in Northumberland. Um, it's millstone grit, I think. And it's very soft and crumbly. If you might even be able to see bits coming off it. And it's a weird-shaped stone. And I said, actually, that reminds me of me. Because it's being weathered into that shape. And the shape that I am now is not quite the shape that I was ten years ago. (coughs) (laughs) Yeah? Um, But we all are being weathered, aren't we? Uh, Although Jesus is the living stone that doesn't change, we are all gradually being transformed hopefully, into Jesus' likeness. So as we weather, when, when the stones rub together, do you know what we get, children? When, when the stones rub together, what do we get on the beach? Do you know? Every time you, a stone rubs together, what does it make? Sand. Yeah, that's right. So the sand on the beach is all the little bits that are chipped off the block. So chip off the old block. Okay, so every time we rub up against somebody, a little bit of us gets chipped off. And hopefully, if Jesus is in control, we get shaped more and more into the people that he wants to build into his spiritual house. Now, is that true? Is that always true for you? Is it always true for you? Mm. Do you always get more and more like Jesus? I have to say, for me, it isn't true. For me, it's definitely not true. And um, I forget. Do you forget? I forget that actually Jesus is my rock. I forget that it's God that's building the house and not me. I forget that Jesus is the cornerstone on which my life is built. And I often forget that he's the capstone that holds it all together. I mean, if, if you're... If you're um, If you're a minister, sometimes you think, um, oh, if I go on holiday, everything will fall apart because it all depends on me. Thank God it doesn't. Thank God it doesn't because this keystone is the thing that holds the building together. It isn't me. It is God who holds it together. But if we forget the keystone, then it falls apart. So if we want the church to grow into a spiritual house, we need to remember who is the keystone. Now, when, when I got to a point one day when I'd forgotten that, and I was driving along in my technology bus that I used to drive when I was a teacher, and I found myself singing a song. And as I drove along, I got back home and I forgot the song. Oh dear, I thought it was quite good actually, that one. But then it came back to me, and, um, and I managed to write it down before, uh, before I forgot it again. So I'd like to invite you, uh, I'll sing the first verse, and if you'd like to join in, we repeat the second verse. Um, this is how it goes. It's called, how, how Could I Forget You? How Could I Forget You? And let's be honest, we all do forget Jesus sometimes. 
however hard we try, we get more preoccupied with ourselves or with somebody else or something else, and we forget Jesus.